Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we're going to open up in John chapter 14. today. get your Bible, I want you to go along with us. Uh, we're talking about walking in the fear of the Lord. Last week, I went to one of the meditation scriptures that I'm drinking from every day. I'm reading and studying and meditating my Bible every day. Uh, I cannot, well, I ain't going to say I cannot remember the last time I never did open my Bible or look at a scripture or hear a scripture. Because a lot of times I'm, I'm listening to other people uh, and, you know, that happens to be a situation. We're going to John 14 first. I'll tell you where to go after that. Um, and I want you to get your Bible and go with us to John 14. And we're going to look at verse 12, okay? And we want you to be there with us so that we can, we can, get, this, we can get this gospel down in you. Because it's a, it's a, it's necessary. You're gonna listen. The works, this scripture right here, John 14, is gonna have to come alive in your life, or you're not gonna make it. So I said, "Oh, preacher, you're not encouraging me by telling me that." No, listen. There are innate safety mechanisms and triggers in the kingdom of God that put you in a place where you become indestructible. You become indestructible from a financial standpoint. In other words, all of your needs will always, you know, gas in California since our current president has taken is a, a $1.25 more per gallon. So the average car will do 14 to 15 miles. So for every 15 miles you're traveling, you're paying $1.00. And some places, one twenty twenty-five to fifty cent more. So you're paying a dollar twenty-five to a dollar fifty more than you were paying just a little just a little over a year ago. It has skyrocketed. We're not gonna talk about what the, the price of groceries has doubled. So, you know, when we look at the prices of gas before it was like three twenty Five, and we're talking about the discount warehouses where you could go and buy gas, Costco, Walmart, what's the other one, Sam's Club. They all have gas pumps, and they're going to have the cheapest price because they're buying it by the truckload. Every day that truck is up there refilling. It's not like a corner gas station, okay? And you're, you're paying, I was paying three thirty nine, and now at, Costco is four forty five, so I'm paying a dollar and ten cents more. Okay, than I was paying uh, at Costco. But the nine wholesalers 
And if you were smart, you would get one of them cards and use that gas because it's going to save you thousands of dollars. The membership fee, forget about it. Somebody say, oh, the membership fee is a 120 Man, I saved more than $120 in three months buying my gas. I got a big uh, metric van buying my gas at Costco. It pays for itself. And then everything else that you buy there, they give you a 1% the 3% rebate. You get a check at, on the anniversary date of your of your uh, membership. They give give you save money there. Everything you buy there is going to be cheaper than it is at these, at these chain stores, okay, from a food standpoint. So it's a famine. And a famine, when anytime the price of groceries du- doubles and gas goes up 33 to 40 to 50%, more than you was paying for it in one year. You are in a famine. Hello? Is anybody there with me? Okay. And you're going to need God's financial protection. Now, we talked about this last last week. And we don't even see. You notice one thing? I hadn't even talked about who I am. My name is Chris Ward. <laughs> And this is my second show, and I'm loaded, man. I took off and went to preaching. Boy, I tell you what. Somebody says, you're not preaching. You're giving current facts. No, I'm giving you solutions to the problems that you are destined and bound to face. 99% of the people, listen, it's only 3% of the people in the earth. Oh, let's be liberal. Let's say 10% of the people in the earth that never have to worry about money at all. It's never a concern for them. Whether they buying a 50-room mansion or they going to the store to buy some filet mignon, some shrimp, some lobsters, okay, it's not a concern to them. They're rich. They're wealthy. And that's where God want to take you to. That I have asked God to make me wealthy so I can expand ministry activity. You say, well, Apostle Chris, well, what is your vision? My vision is to buy a large piece of land. Okay, in Ohio, I might say there, you know, because your the position that you're in right now financially is greatly impacted by the physical location that you live in. Now, that's a kingdom principle. Um, When you when you look at the prophet, the great prophet, God told him he was in a famine sitting at a river watching the water dry up. And the buzzers was coming, feeding him buzzer regurgitation. I should go to that scripture. Okay, I'd have to find it. I think it's in First or Second Kings. Find that for me, the little woman. Uh, and he was sitting there, and when it and when it all dried up, the birds stopped coming, and the water was dried up, and the prophet was sitting there saying, "What God, what I'm going to do?" That he said, "Go see a widow in Zarephath." That's your key word to look it up, Zarephath. Now, if he had stayed in that place where he's at, while he was God's anointed, his prophet, his friend, his priest, the officiator of kingdom resources would have starved to death. God has a place for you. And that's the first. Now, what? Oh, first Kings 17. We'll go there, but we're going we're gonna to deal with. We're going to deal with Elijah. So part of God's provision has to do with the physical place that you're in. Now, I'm getting ready to change places. I'm getting ready to change my my natural residence, and and 
I have a strategy that will allow me to stay there and control property here in California. But quite frankly, I'm looking to get the Sam Hill out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. This is California. If you ask me, California is one of the most sinful. I was looking at the news yesterday. Our government has $23 billion surplus this year alone. And all these people, all these homeless people is on the street. Do you know what I could do with $23 billion? Listen, with $23 billion, every homeless person in the United States would have their own house. Pay for. But it's in the hands of the world. It's not in the hands of the people who distribute the wealth to actually help people, cause them to be saved. Now, you think, what, what do you think? You think if you bought somebody a house and you, you went to that house at the house warming and you started preaching Jesus to all of their relatives, all of their friends, you tell them, listen, we're going to have a house warming for you. I'm going to give you the keys to that day. But I want you to invite everybody you know, everybody in your family for, for, for 3,000 miles away. I want you to invite them. And do you think that when you took the mic to bless that house and them people, you started preaching Jesus Christ and making altar calls that anybody there is going to open their mouth and say, don't do that. You bought the house. Okay. God gave you the resources to be a blessing for that family to have. They, to watch this. If the house is paid for, it's covered forever. Or until they leave it. And if they pray over it and ask you to do uh, John chapter 14, verse 12. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and read this. So I'm Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. This is the Voice of the Dominion broadcast. And, I, man, I was, I was on fire. I've been thinking about what I wanted to minister. And as soon as I had all the scriptures down, the Lord took me somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. All right. Go ahead. Verse John, John 14, 12. Amen. Now get your Bible and go with us. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And the greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14, if ye shall, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Keep going. Okay. 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray to the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide in you forever. Now go back to the last show and listen to it, okay? All of these shows can be found on uh, anchor.fm uh, slash Voice of Dominion. You can go back to Spotify. You can go to Apple Podcasts, all the major Pandora, all the major podcast companies and music providers and content providers, you will find the Voice of Dominion on there. Last week, we talked about walking in the presence of the Holy Spirit. See, we talked about walking in the presence of the Holy Spirit. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall you do also. Now, if you read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you see all the things that Jesus did in his natural body while he was a man, he was the son of man, 
and that he was Mary's baby boy and Joseph's baby boy, and he was the son of God, and that he was born through an immaculate birth. Joseph did not have intercourse with his wife and plant his seed. She was supernaturally impregnated by the Holy Spirit. So he had Joseph's flesh, and he had God's spirit. Oh, <laughs> well, he actually had Joseph and Mary's flesh, okay, because she was the flesh that bore him. You know, the cat. We have certain religions that try to make Mary like she was she was supernatural. It was a supernatural thing that happened with her, and she the Bible says she was blessed and highly favored. But guess what? If she had said no when he came to her, when the Holy Spirit, when God the Father through the Holy Spirit came to her and told her you should be, you gonna bear this child. And she said, no, I don't want to. At that point, somebody else would have been blessed and highly favored. God is a gentleman, and the Holy Spirit does not force itself or these works that we're reading about on anybody. You have to desire them. You have to hunger and thirst for them, and you have to develop yourself to the place where he can put power in your hand without you destroying yourself and somebody else. Uh-huh. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and even greater works than these. Greater works than these. Greater works than these. Say it with me. Greater, greater works than, than these. these. And I'm still, I'm, I, every time I see that, I say, boy, how you going to do, you going to use me to do better and greater stuff than Jesus did when he was here? Woo, woo. And I heard, you know, I hear preachers. Uh, trying to reconcile this in their mind. And they said, oh, he, well, he meant greater works because it's going to be more of us than it was of them. Well, let's see what this word greater means. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Greater works. From having a cumulative and sometimes also a cumulative force and also even so then to often used in correct. Hmm, that's the wrong word. Greater works. Well, going back to the preacher, the preacher say, it's because it's more of us than more of him. Well, guess what would happen? Jesus was one person, and he shook up the entire known world. And he trained another 120. And in a short period of time, after he died, his death, burial, and resurrection they took they preached the gospel with no television, no radio, no social media, no YouTube, no Google to the entire known world. Jesus name went across the whole world just to 120 people. Why? They were shaking that thing up. They was doing greater works, man. And that's something. I'm I I had started out doing this years ago. And I need to see do I still have that manuscript. I wanted to document every miracle that I saw Jesus work for a man or, or through a man. And boy, that would be some chronicle. I, that would be a great book, wouldn't it? And greater works than these shall he do because I go to the Father. Now, there are three. We talked about fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because if you read down here, he says, and I will pray the Father and he should give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. So this intimate fellowship 
with the Father, with the Son, through the Holy Spirit in this earth's realm, the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we started talking about that last week, and I can't go back to all that because, I, you know what? I'm in a zone here. When anointing comes on me, I don't even know what I said last week. I remember some of it. I pick up some of it so I can kind of can carry it into this show because I want you to get it. But you got to listen to the shows. The shows is power packed. They feel they're coming from a man who only thing else I can give is my life. I got one other thing. I got some stuff that I'm working on that he has pointed at and I'm working with it. And guess what? But I, I, he said here, uh, verily, verily, he said unto Chris, he that believeth on me, Jesus Christ, the works that I do shall Chris do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. That's what he's saying. I'm going to the Father. If you read down here in verse 16, he said when he went to the Father, because the disciples, if you read through this, were constantly having a debate with him. What do you mean you leaving? What do you mean you going? And what do you mean on the third day you're going to get resurrected from the dead? You're not dead. You're alive. And he said, it is expedient for me to go to the Father. Why? So verse 16 can come into existence. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Wow. That the power of the Holy Spirit will be with you forever to continually do the works that Jesus did. Verse 13 says, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, we go into 1 Kings 17 because I opened this thing up, and you're going to need the Holy Spirit now. Let's deal with one of the aspects of the fellowship, one being in covenant, and two, the fellowship daily. In last week's show, I talked about a man and a woman who do not enjoy one another body, spirit, and soul, okay? That that relationship is destined to drift apart at some point. If you, if you want to have, you need to have fellowship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit can touch your flesh down here. The covenant is the marriage. G, the Father God is the, is the preacher. He married you to Jesus Christ by sending him, paying for your sins. And then the Holy Spirit is the communion that comes from it. What kind of man marries his wife and never has intercourse with her? That marriage is faulty. It's not going to work. It's not going to last. It's not going to last. It ain't going to last forever. That's for sure. None of them will, for that matter, because the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and I think it was a lawyer that came on him, came on Jesus talking about marriages, and he said the marriages is only as good as this. when you die, your mate, you ain't gonna be married to your mate in heaven. Your mate gonna be married to the to the bridegroom to Jesus. Okay, and, and so you know we we try to make everything that we do down here permanent. It's not permanent. This is a temporary situation. You being measured for a, a, a robe and you being measured for a crown and you've been a measure for eternal either damnation or priesthood. Bible says we're in, 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 in revelation that we're kings and priests. He says here, and whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So we got three three basic benefit packages that come with that. You know, when you have, when you buy insurance, okay, it has, some people have more benefit packages that go with their insurance policy. 
Our insurance policy is the covenant that we have with the Father through Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. Okay? Benefit packages are money with no end. Okay? Now, somebody said, well, what do you mean with no end? Without work. Oh, my God. On the seed, time, and harvest principle, Genesis 8, 22. If you plant seed in the kingdom by giving your tithe and acceptable offering, okay, you give God the required time through reading, studying, meditating, praying, giving, going to church. So when you go to church, that's a considerable sacrifice because, man, you got to get up. You got to get dressed. You got to get you, gotta, you spend money on transportation costs. Then you got to go there. Your time is the most important seed that you have. You, your, 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 and then your words, what you say, your prayers. He said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's John 14, 14. Well, you can't ask God to do something by looking at him. The Holy Spirit knows what you're thinking and what you want, but until you ask for it, in out of your mouth, it your mouth is the trigger that pulls the the releases the power of faith in God to cause it to come to pass, to cause it to manifest in your hands in this earth. When the man with the with the maimed hand in the temple. Jesus said, stretch forth thy hand. He was looking at the man, and the man was looking at him thinking, boy, I sure wish I could get rid of this bum arm I got. And you can't tell me Jesus wasn't looking at the man while he was wrestling with the Sadducees and the Pharisees. He saw him all along. Because the Bible tells us all through the, the Gospels, knowing what he would do. He already knew what he was going to do. He went in and talked. They jumped it. They wanted to kill him. They were trying to get him out, trying to break up his sermon. And guess what? He said, stretch forth. Right in the middle of all that, he said, stretch forth thy hand. And the man said, yeah, I've been trying to get rid of this bum arm forever. And he started fumbling with it, and it grew out. The fingers and the, the digits on the end of the arm grew out. Whoo! That's good right there. So you got to release your faith by saying one, what the word says. Okay. So one of the benefit packages is supernatural, unexpected, miracle manifestation of money that will take you from where you are now, getting your needs met without work. Say without work. Without work. Without work. Mm-hmm. To a place where you become abundantly wealthy, rich, that abundance increase, and that's what happens is as you plant your seed in time, oh, darn, I'm out of time. As you plant your seed in time and you begin to believe God for your harvest to come back, you get to a place where you don't have to work anymore. You get to a place where your knees is getting gobbled up. You can go to a place where you say, whoa, I, was, sir, I want a new car. You just go down there and buy it. Where all of your wants are met, as long as you're doing the other things. That is, doing what you need to do, which is what? The last thing that the Holy Spirit told you to do. Because everything that he tells you to do has to do with your future. Wow. Even if he's giving us correction right now, he's giving us correction so he can keep us on the straight and narrow to get to our future. Your future is to be eminently wealthy to distribute money in the kingdom, not just for you to buy cars and all that, 
for you to buy and pay for kingdom activity. That is where people are getting saved on a regular basis. You want to know if you got a good church or not? When they make that altar call, oh, they don't make no altar call. You need to get out of that church and go somewhere where the the spirit of God is at. Because Jesus said, if I be lifted up amongst all men, people will come. Okay. So you give your money to support ministries like that. First and foremost, and guess what? The crumbs that fall off of that abundant, increased prosperity, wealth, and riches table will be more than you and your children can spend forever. Hello. Good morning. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So there's the the financial package. There's the health and safety package. There's the wisdom package, knowledge. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the godly application of knowledge. Well, in this time, with things changing every day, there's one great thing about every, there's one thing that in every human life is absolutely guaranteed that everybody is going to go through. One, we went through the pandemic and we're still going through it. But two, the eventual problems, situations, places, and things that pop up as a result of the great and terrible times of the Lord that we're living in, you need to have wisdom, man. You need to have, know how to go to the Holy Ghost and say to the Holy Spirit. Somebody said, Holy Ghost, he's a ghost? Uh-huh. No, Holy Spirit. And say, look, I got this situation. You know, my mama hurting, and I'm trying my best to minister to her. What do I do to raise her spirits? See, what is that? And God going to tell you exactly what, when, where, and how to do it. Okay, I don't have enough money to pay my rent this month. Uh, I believe you told me to launch a new business. I launched the business, but now it's the 31st of the month. And I don't know, you know, I know you told me to launch the business and to use that money I had. What do I do now? He'll show you. And the money will go, you know, if you uh, ever uh, see one of the money counters, it makes a noise. Y'all seen it on the gangster movies. Y'all seen them counting money on the movies. And in the bank. That's right, in the real bank. But most people see that kind of money getting counted on the movies more than they do in the bank. Last time I went in the bank, this, this lady tickled me, and I was thinking, that's so pitiful. One, the Corvette, they didn't even have enough people in there to wait on people. I was standing outside. I had to go to one of my accounts got the the password got messed up on. I don't go to banks. I do my stuff electronically. I call somebody. I ain't going in there and standing around in the hot sun for 45 minutes just to get somebody, you know. And I was talking to the lady before, and she was saying, oh. She said, well, I'm so thankful that I have some change in my bank account. I said, change. And the conversation, we was talking with the people that was in the line, and the conversation was, uh, the conversation was, Having some money in the bank, I said, my needs is met, my bills is paid, and I have plenty more to put in store. I said, I have a, I have money in all of my accounts. She said, well, I got one account. I got some change in it. That's all she wanted. That's all she knew. And see, this kind of preaching will move you. It will at least stir you to a place where you you are activated and motivated. Okay, so those are the three benefit packages. But let's go to First Kings. 17, and we're going to read through this because I started out by saying your physical prosperity, okay, 
is tied to where you are. Okay. Where you are. If you look at the, um, the, 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 if you look at the Bible and when the prodigal son came back, the Bible said he left his father's house. His father was prosperous and got, and he took his inheritance and he, he devoured it out there living a riotous life. He left the physical place where his prosperity was at to go learn how to be poor. And that's what happened. Okay. Where am I going? First Kings 17. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 17. Seven, and we're going to read. Huh? Verse 7. Seven, seventeen, seven. Unless you're gonna go to the big. Okay, yeah, no, no. Go ahead and read uh, First Kings seventeen one. How much time we got? Oh my um, God! I've, I got seven. I'm at seventeen seven. Go ahead. Go ahead and read seventeen seven because it's twenty eight minutes. We yeah. Go ahead and no, all listen. Let's just read that altar call. Make it that altar call. We want to give everybody a chance to receive Jesus Christ real quick. Um, if you please repeat after me. If you believe in Lord Jesus Christ and as death, burial, and resurrection, um, you need to make a confession with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. So you repeat this after me. Dear God, I believe in the death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. I ask right now that you forgive me for my sins. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Live inside of me. Be Lord over my life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit with power overflowing. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. We This is the Possum Prophet Chris Ward. You can call me at 424-261-3208. You can visit us at 9815 South Vermont Avenue, the Do-Right Christian Church. Every Saturday morning, that's uh, 90044, Do-Right Christian Church, uh, 9815 South Vermont Avenue. Every Saturday morning, nine between 9 and 930. 930, I will be there and we'll be, getting, be bringing that word. We thank God for you. You can call me at 424-261-3208. We'll show you how to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And pray for your purpose. Thank you. <laughs>